The PB4Y was almost fully loaded now. There would be 20,570 pounds of Torpex and 600 pounds of TNT demolition charges aboard, and on four hours' notice, the whole deadly load could be ordered into the air, safetyed by an amateurish arming panel and an improvised safety pin that only made the device more dangerous. Olsen walked slowly back toward his shop, deep in forebodings, so he was turning people into nervous wrecks. Well, he had not intended to disturb anyone. His intention had been solely to save the mission and the lives of its participants. He was sorry that Willie was acting so uncharacteristically jumpy and tense. He thought that he had never seen such violent change in a man's character in so short a time. Suppose Willie made a mistake in midair and blew the robot up through his own nervousness. Olsen did not know what to do. He would gladly have taken a court-martial and a reduction in grade and even a dishonorable discharge if it would have saved the mission, but he was absolutely heading toward one of those eventualities, and still the mission was being flown. It baffled him. Then he saw Joe Kennedy, tireless and sloppy and cockies, walking out of the hangar, and he hurried over on impulse, not even sure what he was going to say. Hello, Ollie, Kennedy said affably. Joe, there's something I have to tell you, Olsen said, the words rushing out. I think you're risking your neck unnecessarily going on this mission. The system isn't working right. I want to make some changes to make it safer, but I can't get any cooperation. Gosh, Kennedy said, plainly surprised. I don't know what to tell you, Ollie. I appreciate what you're trying to do, but I don't have any say about things like that. I just volunteered to fly. Listen, Joe, Olsen said, trying to keep his voice as calm as possible. You have a big say in this. You're the pilot. All you have to say is that you're not flying the mission unless they make some changes. But I already volunteered. We're sure you volunteered, and, and you can unvolunteer too, don't you see? You're risking your neck for nothing. How am I risking my neck? Olsen realized that he must soften his remarks. He could not tell Lieutenant Joseph Kennedy flat out that there was a fair possibility that the robot would blow up prematurely. Willie was already showing tension, and two men with the same fears might abort the mission through sheer terror. Well, maybe not exactly risking your neck, Olsen said, but I don't think the mission can be successful. I'm sure the plane will malfunction before it gets to the target. Kennedy said, I can't do anything about that, Ollie. You can go to the skipper and tell him to fix up your airplane. Kennedy paused. No, he said. I don't think I will. I think I'm going to fly it. He started to walk off, then turned and waved a friendly hand back toward the radio officer. Thanks anyway, Ollie, he said. I know you mean well. I appreciate it. I mean well, Olson muttered to himself. That's the nicest thing anybody's said to me. He headed for the shops, and he realized that the mission was going to be flown, and there was not a single thing he could do about it. Crews placed on four hours' notice. Preliminary briefing at 0930. Weather forecast at 1031 was pessimistic. 1200. Completed landing PB4Y drone. Radio search 1240 to 1605. No potentially harmful results noticed. Between 1400 and 1500 conducted final briefing, although the weather was bad, and at 1500 hours scrubbed mission. Daily log of SAU number 1. August 11th, 1944. That night, Joe Kennedy stalked around the Nissan hut. Plainly, he was in a petulant mood that was totally unlike his previous behavior. Simpson kept to himself, but every now and then Kennedy, in the manner of a typically disturbed person, would stomp down to his end of the hut and blurt out a few words of annoyance. Simpson tried to calm him, but at least an hour went by before Kennedy had stopped stalking and pacing and complaining 
and by then the reason for his anger had slipped out in bits and pieces. Kennedy and his girlfriend had planned to spend the weekend with friends at a nearby estate, but now the mission had been postponed, and the girl was out there waiting. Someone had to get word to her. Kennedy had asked Bud Willie for a few hours' liberty, and Willie had flatly refused. All you have to do is fall off your bike and sprain your ankle, Willie had said, and the whole mission's off. Commander Smith had backed up his executive officer. Joe could go down the road to the crossroads and use the payphone, but nothing more. Kennedy had hopped on a bicycle and called his sister's home and left word for someone to pass his message along, and then he'd return to the Nissen hut in a swivet. After Kennedy finally said his prayers and turned in, still muttering imprecations to himself, Simpson sought out Olson, and the two men took a walk to the officers' club to check on the status of the mission.